Welcome to the Underpaid and Underqualified Podcast with your hosts, Ja and... Vince. So, anyways, Vince. Damn it, Vince. How's your week going? That's a nice way to intro it. Damn it, Vince. How's your week going? Um, It's alright. I don't know. I uh, just got back from a run. I'm trying not to sound like I'm out of breath and dying, but uh, luckily you can't see my sweat and BO and red face right now, but... uh. Yeah, other than that, I'm supposed to move in a place in a few weeks. Haven't prepped at all. Uh, instead, I decided to go to a concert tomorrow, uh, see a movie with you last night, and might be hiking Half Dome this weekend. But you're going to do Do you have a pass for that? Uh, we're doing a lottery. We're not sure we're going to get it. My friend seems pretty convinced that we're going to get it. Oh, good luck. Yeah, I don't know. He seems pretty convinced, and he's a smart guy, so I'll just assume that okay, we're well, going to do it. You regularly run, right? So yes. Half Dome is actually pretty hard. Like I heard that oh, you don't no. have any... Uh, yeah, trust me, I know what I'm in for. It yeah. can be like death. Yeah. Are you going to be camping? Uh, no, we're doing like a 27-hour trip, like leaving at like 5 a.m. on Saturday and then getting back like 1 a.m. Sunday. <laughs> you guys should probably get an Airbnb or a hotel or something. Nah. But okay. It makes for a better story. All right, I like. Die. Have you seen the Yosemite website describe it too? It's so funny. What they describe? They're it like, like, over the past 100 years, only relatively few people have died. <laughs> It's like it's supposed to be comforting, but that last little bit just sticks with you. Like, oh, well, uh, am I going to be one of those few people? But not that many people die. That's all I've, you need to know. I've seen some not-so-fit people do it fine, so I think it's fine. Okay, there's actually one part that doesn't look really fun. You're kind of like climbing a ladder vertically. Oh, yeah, that's the only part I'm thinking of. I mean, that's the only part that's, like, a little nerve-wracking. Oh, that's the part that looks fun. Oh, you think like, that looks I'm fun? I'm excited. Like, Dude, if just imagine happen. if somebody ahead of you loses their balance and falls. <laughs> uh, make sure you hug the wall or the rock, and they fly over you. And you'll be <laughs> that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. Just say. I guess if they're small and you're a, bigger, a lot bigger than them, you could try to stop. I don't know. I'm not a physics major. I don't know how that would work. But... I mean, you might rip your arm, but hey, good luck. Really? That if bad? you try to catch them? That depends. No, 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 not catch, but, like... Oh. Like, brace their body, you know what I mean? If they fall... Uh, depends on how far they fall, right? I guess we'll find out, because I might do it this weekend. We'll see. Accelerate, uh, acceleration of gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. Look at you, a physics professor over here. Yeah, that's like the only thing I remember from <laughs> physics. Alright, how's your week, Ja? <laughs> My week. Oh, last week I attended something called Emo Nights. Wow, alright. Taking it back to 2004. Did you get the flippy hair, too, when you go? Do they nah. give you, like, props for the flippy hair? We nah. Go, I was wearing, like, a van shirt without sleeves, and the back, it said, like, Shred the Dead or something. <laughs> it's nice. a shirt that I got at a warp Tour, so I figured, all right, this is fitting, right? <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, for our viewers or listeners who don't know what Emo Night is, it's pretty much... Oh, I'm sure everyone knows. It seems pretty world famous. Well, there's, like, so many different, like, kind of circuits for Emo Night now. Oh, yeah? There's I was like, being sarcastic. I'm sure uh, nobody knows, by the way. <laughs> no, there's, like, it's, it's... So, there's, like, Emo Night Brooklyn, Emo Night Sacramento, Emo Night LA. Oh, damn. And they it's just like tour cult. all over LA. Uh, damn. All over the United States. Okay. Um, it's a and, cult slowly growing. Oh, and those weird, like, SF has this event called, like, My Camera Cro- Romance and Blink-182 Screaming Party or something. Huh. And I'm like... Okay. I mean, what is it, though? Is it just bands? It's basically like another emo night. So, what... Is it just... Are they actual live bands, though? Or is it just, like, recordings of, like, their music? So, for most part... Most of the emo nights for under the... Pre- I'm under the impression that they have a DJ, right? And they play okay. um, events. So, the first ever emo night, I... I... That was Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Oh. I'm glad you said Yellow Card, because I would have no clue who that is. Oh, yeah. So, I actually... <laughs> the, band, the pop punk band with the violin, a.k.a. for anyone who doesn't know. Ocean if Avenue. If I could find you now, things would get better. Hey, that sounds a classic. 
I mean, that riff, when, it, when you're, like, 11 years old, you think it's heavy. Dun, 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 I don't know. I love that song. That I song, still kind of like it. It's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. It's a, it's a great song. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, I ax- funny thing, I accidentally, like, rammed into him. Like, full on, like, you know. In a mosh pit? No, like, I shouldered him on accident. How do you shoulder someone on accident? Like, because we were walking out, and I didn't see him. So, uh, then, like, full okay. on. And I felt really bad, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And it turns out to be Ryan Key. I'm like, oh my gosh, awesome show! And he just continues to walk away from me. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. You fucked up your one chance of being your hero. Actually, I don't even like Yellow Card that much, but I do <laughs> like respect what they've done. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the most part, DJs playing that genre uh, Panic at Disco. Are they famous uh, DJs or like just... Sometimes they... So Emo Night LA usually gets somebody famous. Okay. So they had the drummer from Sum 41 once. Oh, wait, the uh, old one or the new one? New one. Oh, okay. Old but one I mean, like, would have been cooler. Old one's the one who sang on Fat Lip. Uh, oh. But, yeah, no. Stumble so. to the party like my name is on your... Oh, well, I'm hanging out, drinking in the back, knock uh, yeah. yeah, that's what's Yeah, doing. so, like, um, that's... Fun fact, his name's Steve-O, too. I wonder how that works out with the actual Steve-O, though. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I digress. Anyways, but, yeah, the one that I went to, Emo Night... Yes. This might be Sacramento, actually. Um, what you went to Sacramento? No, 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 they're called that. Because oh. they're based there. Okay. But they go all over the United States. Um, no, it's a so fucking cult. What I like about this one is that they actually get cover bands. Okay. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, so, like, after my first Emo Night, I was thinking, you know what? What would be a great idea is to have cover bands from local, from the local city to, like, play stuff. Because what great way to get exposure to your music and also, like, have fun and jamming to greatest hits. Jamming to Blink-182, jamming to Fall Out Boy. Yeah. And yeah. this one did that. And so this time around, I saw a new band. They did one of their original pieces, which obviously I did not recognize, nor am I familiar <laughs> with. But, uh, no, it was great. And so this time you had a live band. You're paying money not to just see a DJ like a, like a shitty rave that everyone yeah. goes to. Yeah. This time you're actually seeing live people playing real instruments striding the guitar and yeah. so that was great and I felt like that was worth my $14 yeah I gotta say I wouldn't go otherwise honestly if it was just a guy playing like records I'm like dude I could just do this at home <laughs> or in my car like, yeah, like music never sounds better than when in your when it's in your car like in solitude in my opinion well I did like Emona because it's like oh my chance to listen to some of these music in a concert setting because I can go into a mosh pit yeah uh, so that was great so I love going mosh pits getting thrown in there really yeah i do like going mosh pits i you know i kind of like it but (laughs) it's gonna sound like such a fucking nerd reason i'm too paranoid my glasses will get broken (laughs) because that happened once where they fell off and i was like i was at a slayer concert it was a slayer mosh pit no actually sorry lamb of god they're playing with slayer (laughs) and fucking i was in like the most epic like mosh pit i've ever been in and my glasses fell off and i felt like the biggest fucking nerd where are my glasses where are my glasses usually people are chill though what usually people are chill oh they do they totally were there was a guy who like saw that i was struggling somehow amidst the chaos of like this heavy metal music playing like people running around and shit some guy some angel some gift from god like saw that I was looking for my glasses and helped out and then he like saw them and then he like picked them up and we just both like shared this look of like wide eyes like I can't believe that just happened I can't believe we just like yeah and then I was gonna like thank him I was literally gonna give him like a ten dollar bill I was so grateful and then he I turned around and he was gone but whoever you are if you're listening to this because we're so world famous you're a godsend and I love you that's just the culture of mosh pits I feel like for the most part yeah no like every time I see somebody get hurt right whatever people around them immediately stop if somebody looks like they're not having a good time in that mosh pit they're pulled out if somebody is like hurt or something boom everyone around them stops and the mosh pit shifts over yeah like i've never had that problem and so people are like oh 
that's so scary. That's so violent. Why would you ever? And I'm like, well, I'm the only Asian guy ever in a mosh pit. Actually, no, I've seen Asian <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't know about that. Pit. I've seen a lot of Asian people. I've seen Asian, pit. well, like, not Emo Night. And even though it's, like, it's a pretty diverse group of people. <laughs> Emo like, Night's not world famous enough Remember yet. how when we saw Rise Against, I was, like, I was, like, the Asi- only Asian dude. And there's like, one Asian girl. And that was pretty much it. And everyone else was, like, white. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't really keeping an eye out for that, I guess. I don't know. I was more just paying attention to the music. Oh, I just <laughs> I thought was it was like, really I paid funny. $60 for this. Let me, like, observe the band actually playing rather than the inventory of Asian people at this concert. I just thought it was interesting. I was, like, the only Asian dude, even though there's, like, other Asian people there. Huh. And then, like, I saw one Asian chick also in the mosh pit as well. That's weird, because I feel like a lot of Asian people like Rising Against. I feel like... Not to generalize, because I know it's 2019 and we need to be so woke, but... Uh, Let's be real, not that many Asian people go to rock concerts. No, I was going to say the opposite. I feel like I have to really? see a decent amount. I feel like, you know, there's a thing like- where I feel like every big rock band, every time... You know, like, big rock bands sometimes release live albums that are, like, famous in retrospect? Like, there's a thing where, like, rock bands of the 70s and 80s, every time they did a live album, it was, like, live in Japan. <laughs> like, live in Tokyo. Like, Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Japan. Japan, for some reason, is just big on rock. And they're okay. still big on rock. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. Um, There's a band, uh, Deep Purple. You know them? No. Well, have you heard the Smoke on the Water riff? Da, 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 yes. Da. Yeah, that's them. So they have a live album called Made in Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was a good album title. Going back Made on, in Japan. Going back on Zebrahead, they have songs exclusively only released album for Japan. That's, dude, there's been at least three cases where there's been an album, like, that has a, a B-side extra song that I fucking love that's awesome, and the only place you can get it is Japan. It's like a, yeah. it's a like, J- Japanese export. There's no, yeah. like, you can't find it on iTunes, can't find it on Spotify. I've had to order, like, from eBay these Oh, Japanese. I've gotten on Spotify, though. Now, I've, I can't, I, like, the, the three times that I've had, I've had to literally order, like, Japanese versions of these CDs I already own Damn. just to get, like, one extra song that I really want. Damn, yeah, no, but, um, I was going like, with this. <laughs> I like how you had such like detent like dedication. Okay, so I do I, as I recall, I think yeah, I definitely do see Asian people at these rock concerts. But at rock concerts, I no, don't see. It's seldom I see Asians in the mosh pit. Huh. Okay. They're the ones that are more docile. And then when I was talking to my friend about it, and she's like, "You've never been to a rave because all the Asians are in the mosh pit." And I'm like, "Why the hell are you moshing into like electronic music?" <laughs> There are mosh pits at, like, EDC festivals. First of all, I did not know that until, like, that I night. feel like they're all too drugged out and just like, hey, man, the vibe's, like, so cool, man. The, That's the, what this, I thought. The transitions, man, they, like, meld in so well. Like, a Oh, my gosh. Like, every time I talk to people, they never explain to me, like, why they like raves. And they just say, you have to be there. So do I need to be on drugs? They're like, well, you just have to be there. And I like, so, a, yes, I have to be, like, wasted. I have a friend who's super into that, and she claims that... She goes to a lot of these sober and just enjoys the music so much. I, okay, but, I do not doubt that that is plausible. But, it, but yeah, with sorry. all the people that I talk to, uh-huh. they've given me the same answer of you just got to be there. Yeah. And you know, like, do I need to be high? They don't answer yes or no. I've always been curious to want to go to EDC at one point, even though I know it would be an absolute waste of a weekend. <laughs> just because I'm curious, you know, I almost want to like sample like every festival, like Coachella, like Burning Man, fucking... Uh, there's, I don't want to go Burning Man. Burning Man just sounds awful. I mean, I just want to go there to say I've done it and just to, like, experience it. You know what I mean? Don't you want to, like, say you've tried, like, every festival? No. Really? No. There's the ones... What about, like, Bonnaroo? Would you do that? What the hell's Bonnaroo? <laughs> you don't know Bonnaroo? It's, I don't uh, know. Or Lollapalooza? Oh, Lala? Yeah. Yeah, I know Lala. Well, that's a different one, but oh, similar. Okay. It's basically... Bonnaroo's basically like Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's in... Uh, I would... Dude, I would love to go to Lollapalooza. Well, Lollapalooza is actually still pretty balanced. Can like, you, you say Lollapalooza five times fast? Lollapalooza. 
Lollapalooza, 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 Lollapalooza. There you go. I said it five times. Anyway, so that fast, on. and you said it Shut wrong like three times. I, I Lollapalooza, 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 Lollapalooza. All right, the last time. Said- yeah, I know. Yeah. Time. Okay. <laughs> hey, better than you. Um. Yeah, no, actually, there's some festivals where it's like I really genuinely don't care for the music. Yeah. And so, like, I know I wouldn't have a good time. And But then there's, like, a lot of, like, girls are just like, I want to take pictures because everyone else is doing it. Where's my flower, like, headband thing? <laughs> and cardigan. Yeah. That's another thing. That's another reason I don't think I can do EDC because everybody has to wear the stupidest fucking outfits. The, like, just pure neon, pure, just nothing looking well, natural. Well, if you're a dude, all you need to do is just take off your shirt, wear shorts, make sure you have a, a bandana, camel back, maybe. like... Thing bandana, yeah, yeah true. sunglasses, and, uh, the candy wristband. Uh, see, I can't even wear that, dude. That's I yeah. wouldn't feel comfortable. If you have that, that as a dude, dude, you're fine. If you're a girl, you just need to wear pasties and wear next to nothing and say that you're only interested in guys that are wholesome. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. That's how much I care about raves and respect. <laughs> raves to me are like the same reason we were talking about, like why emo night like isn't worth it when it's just like you're hearing recordings. It's the same thing. Like when you really base it down to EDC, I know people say the DJs are there and they're live sets and whatnot, but how live can a set really be when it's all pre-recorded shit and they're just like pressing buttons to make shit transition. And I know that's the complaint EDM gets a lot in it. I'm not breaking any new ground with this complaint, but it's a true complaint. I think, you know, all right. So, you know, uh, was I, you know, that YouTube group, lonely Island, that's saying like, <laughs> did you really just say? Do you know that YouTube group, Lonely Island? Yeah, dude, everybody knows Lonely. That's like saying, do you know that? So do you know they, that new group, the Beatles? <laughs> anyway, so you know how they made Sorry. that movie I'm called I'm a big Pop Lonely Star, Island right? fan, so yeah, you know that, yeah, I saw. So it. they made yeah. So you remember how like one person became a DJ and all he did was, uh, are you ready to perform? Yeah, I got my iPod. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna press play. Boom. Yeah. No, that's. It, the Andy, the dude, the main dude, Andy Samberg, also made an SNL skit about EDM. Have you seen it? No, but I feel like I would probably enjoy it. Yeah, it's even more spot speak. on for like why stupid, why how, how and why EDM stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like I do like the music, but like the culture really? that's built. You like some EDM? I like some EDM. I do too, but like very small minority. You I know? just don't understand the culture Select that's songs. built behind it. Yeah, I it just, seems like it's kind of dying. I don't know. I could be wrong. It seems nah. like. I mean, compared to how strong it was like a few years ago, maybe it's just because I'm not at UC Santa Barbara anymore. I think it's because we're not in college anymore and we're in our little rock bubble. I mean, I, even being in a rock bubble, I kind of try to stay tuned to what's popular. It seems like, seems like shit that's like... It seems like the most popular stuff is just like melding every genre. You know, it's not one clear like EDM, rap, like Billie Eilish, you know, stuff like that. That's EDM? No, 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 it's not, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's not EDM, it's not rock, it's not pop, it's like a weird hybrid of everything, you know? And that's... I feel st- like that what she's doing is not original. I mean, would you classify it in one genre though? I think so. I what feel genre? like the thing oh, is that what like, genre? I don't know. So no, <laughs> exactly. The, the thing is that like her music to me doesn't sound original. It's kind of like saying Michael Bublé is revolutionary, but really he sounds like Frank Sinatra. Mike uh, well, Billy Eilish sounds I'm not like necessarily I've heard before. Very similar. I'm not necessarily saying it's like super original, but it's more that it's not clearly fitting into like genres. You know what I mean? So like Billie Eilish, because it's hard to define her in one genre. Like that's why I'm saying EDM isn't as big as it was a few years ago. It seems like because like the biggest stuff now is like just taking bits of everything. You know what I mean? Like yes. even rap, like even Kendrick Lamar, and like well I could be wrong, but I don't know. But I feel like even a lot of rap isn't just straight rap. It's like like they're taking in EDM elephant, uh, elements. You know. I I'm really don't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, really, I actually I don't know because yeah. I don't listen to this. I don't listen to mainstream music. I don't <laughs> listen to my radio. I've listened to the same playlist 
for the last like six months. All right, we're gonna start a poll on Instagram. Everybody needs to vote. <laughs> Who's right on this topic? <laughs> I'm not even commenting. That's the thing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't listen to a whole lot of pop music. I'm like super out of the loop. Like. That's what, uh, like, Outside Lands lineup this year. I didn't know who Billy Elish was until, like, two, <laughs> literally a month ago. That really says all you need to know because you called her Billy Elish. <laughs> I don't know, like... It's Billy Eilish. Eilish, <clears throat> sure. Like, literally, I only knew her because, like, somebody made a bad Instagram comment about her and then went viral. I only know about her because Dave Grohl praised her. Isn't that kind of strange? It's kind of strange. Yeah, right? Yeah. He does that, actually. He likes a lot of, like, not... Traditional rock music. Like, a few years ago, he's saying he loved Lord. What happened to Lord? Lord just kind of disappeared, you know? I wonder. It's a lot of pop music. She had a few other songs that were kind of big. But, uh... I was going to say, I saw her at Outside Lands, funny enough. She was actually pretty good. Sure. <laughs> I just don't honestly care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to... You can just say, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Tell it again. <laughs> that should be the name of our podcast. Cool story, bro. Probably is taken. Yeah, probably. It's too good. Um, yeah. All right, so what did we do last night, Vince? <laughs> I'm not done with the music festival talk. Damn it! There's one last thing I wanted to bring up, you know? No. I haven't brought this up to you before, but... What did uh, you bring up? You know that I just realized a few days ago? You're dumb? <laughs> Dude, that was the worst quip ever. I, I, I hope we erase that. That was some fourth grade shit right there. Anyways, um... <laughs> Josh just awkwardly staring at me like I killed this puppy. <laughs> Um, no, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, BFD. What happened? Dude, it wasn't this year. Dude, I've never been a BFD, and the one year I almost went was because of literally just one band. It was the Blink Offspring. Blink-182? No, it was oh. the Offspring. <laughs> the one year they had Blink-182, I didn't care because I knew they were going to play the same set that I saw already twice. Ah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> so that's yeah. why I didn't go. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I actually went the year they had the Offspring. And it was the shit. Oh, yeah, but, like, I looked at other bands I, I was not familiar with, so I wouldn't have had a good time. Yeah, but I mean, you could just go like, I don't know, don't you think it's kind of cool sometimes, like, even if there's bands you haven't heard of, like, try to, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, that's, just how a, I found, that's how I found the band Seaway. Seaway, I'm sure all they opened up for, uh, for They opened up for Sum 41 that one time we went. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then after that, I, I started listening to them. They were a little too poppy for my taste. I thought uh, the singer looked like a douche. Oh, yeah, no, we made fun. I remember us making fun of them because they looked like frat bros. And <laughs> yeah. Like, afterwards, I was like, oh, no, actually, I kind of like their music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conflicted feelings. But, uh, yeah, BFD. No BFD this year. I was a little, like, I don't know. I was confused uh, by it's, that. It's definitely, like, you can see a trend, though. Like, it's rock music downhill. isn't... Go, kind of. I think it might be the ra- the radio station that puts it on, Live 105, because they got uh, the new ownership. Now they're Alts 105. Might be that. They've been kind of fucking up with the music festivals, but... Oh, uh, they're probably transitioning, trying to get whatever's popular and get kids to listen and all that BS. But if you want something popular, you should put it on a music festival, I mean... I don't know, it depends on the last turnout, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you book them, it will come. It's like Wayne's World 2. <laughs> you haven't seen that movie, of course. No, I've never seen it. <laughs> this, is, this whole podcast, I'm just going to say references Jaw doesn't get, and Jaw's just going to say references I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're going to keep going back and forth. That's how ra- well-rounded we are. It's a recipe for success. We're teaching each other things. but uh, This is a learning moment. It's a teaching moment. Exactly. So uh, what was the topic you wanted to go to? <laughs> I'm uh, done with the concert topic now. <laughs> that was fun. All right, so what movie did we watch last night, Vince? <sighs> the Godfather Part 1, 2, and 3. Damn, do we not have lives. <laughs> um, no, we saw the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. We did. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, 
You didn't go to an American education and not read classic modern literature. How dare you? <laughs> classic modern literature? I don't know if I'd go that strong. Actually, surprisingly, I did some little research today. And you did some little research? <laughs> so the movie is based off of a book. And you didn't know that? No, no. I know that, but then uh, what I did know was that it was actually written in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, that I didn't know. I thought it yeah. came out in the 90s. I thought it was, like, a little before our time, you know what I mean? Like, uh, being children born I thought it came out right during our time, but I, I am mistaken. I don't know. I feel like Goosebumps was more like our era. And it then, was, and yeah. it was Sherry Stories to, was, uh, like, one, stories. one, like, I don't know, five or six years, like, people five or six years older than us. That was their thing. So, yeah, so, like, apparently it's been, people have attempted to ban the book from libraries, like, Wow, that's every decade. Yeah. Is so, it just because the artwork? Because the artwork's so like it's the stories. No, oh, the really? artwork. The artwork actually toned it down. Wow. Uh, I was reading the article. Yeah, they said that they toned it down for the twentieth anniversary. Oh, that sucks, dude. Um, that's like how they made. That's that's like whenever you see a like epic movie you're stoked for. That's like super intense. And in they action. censor all the blood. Or they just like don't make it R. Like when they made Venom, like a lot of people wanted it to be R, and then it was PG thirteen. Everyone's like, Ugh. and then like the trailer, you're hearing them say "turd" in the wind instead of. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so, like, in two th- the last time somebody tried to get banned and it was, like, considered one of the top banned books or suggested to be banned books was in 2012. That was the last time Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yes, yeah, so there, there was an effort to try to ban it from libraries. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But anyways, <laughs> movie, what are your thoughts and opinions? It was okay. I give it a B. I don't know. It wasn't the best horror movie. It wasn't the worst. I'd say it was more positive than negatives, in my opinion. It was solid. I think it's definitely, like, kind of capitalizing on a trend recently with horror movies where you have kids um, dealing with some supernatural forces and every adult is either a total asshole <laughs> or just a parent who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, kind of like Stranger Things and It. I felt like it was kind of in that vein, but not quite as good is either. It's funny, actually, you bring that up because, like, I was thinking of uh, in Japan, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Why Marvel and DC isn't big in Japan is because the heroes are adults. Really? Yeah. No. What about Spider-Man? Does he translate? I think he's one of the better ones. But okay. like, but if you talk about like what's popular, you look at anime, every anime character starts out middle school or high school. And that's what they see the concept of a hero. And the youth has potential mm. and to grow into something. That's a good point, actually. Whereas, I just thought of, like, five or six anime, and they all, like, start out as kids. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas, like, America, it's like, well, they're, for the most part, they're adults. Yeah, for the most part. And we're okay. And so, it's funny that you say that, the whole, like, there's a trend right now with horror movies as kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's a trend. It's an international trend. <laughs> I feel like those are separate things, but... No, it just, just, it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It could be part of a bigger trend, I don't know, but... There is a good thing in, like, having kids start off a franchise because, like, then they can grow and, like, keep the franchise. If you start off with somebody who's, like, 40, then, I mean, you can only like, milk you it for do so long. much, yeah. That's what I was thinking, like, Shazam. I was kind of thinking, like, so they want to make, like, two or three more of those, right? But I'm like, dude, that kid's already, like, 16. <laughs> like, he's going to be looking, like, as old as Zach Levi in a few years. Hollywood makeup <laughs> and CGI. They did it with Chris Evans in Captain America. When yeah. When made him look scrawny. That well, didn't look too bad. You know Will Smith, Gemini. Yeah. Gemini Rising or Gemini Smith? Man, remember the days when Will Smith made good movies? <laughs> what happened to those, I'm man? excited for Gemini. I don't even care about the story. I just I'm saw just, the I'm so jaded right. because he's made such, like, crap lately. I don't know. Like, I, Robot, and uh, I Am Legend. Those are the last, like, really good ones I can Pitch. recall. Oh, no, Seven Pounds. Seven Pounds? I didn't see it. Pursuit of Happiness. 
Yeah, I never saw Pursuit of Happiness, but it looked too it was, much. It looked just like, dude, I don't know. You gotta gear yourself up for that. You know what I mean? You know that one's gonna hit you in the feels. Pursuit of Happiness is seven pounds. Yes. Yeah. Because well, for our listeners who don't know what seven pounds is, is Will Smith accidentally. Uh, he, pretty much as an act of redemption. Um, like the brain freeze no, you had there. Well, no, because I didn't want to give out spoilers. Oh, nice. Very considerate. Act of redemption, he does a lot of different charity stuff, and he really tries to really put himself out there to make, try to make a difference. And it's kind of like just him carrying his sins, and at the end, you just see how, like, what it was all about. I'm going to summarize this. For any of our listeners, you have a smartphone, go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Seven pounds. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. No, anyways, source. going back to our original topic of scary stories in the dark. Yes. What did you think, Ja? I said my opinion. I mean, I'd probably give it like a C plus, B minus. Okay, not too far off for me. Like, it isn't the worst movie. Like, it definitely did have a good few scares. And, like, of course, if I'm biased, I'm going to probably favor it a little bit more. Um, because I did read some of the books as a kid. Mm, okay. And I enjoyed it. What if you hadn't read the books? Do you think you'd like it less? I wouldn't know what the hell this was. No, I mean, like, well, do you have to know it? I mean, going into well, it. Well, I don't remember the stories. Well, I'm saying, like, going into the movie, say you had no context, you just watch it blank slate, do you think you'd still like it the same or more? I think I would have been more critical about it. Really? Because, like, I have some childhood connection to it. It's like, oh, sweet. Oh, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah. And the fact is, like, even though I don't remember the stories that I read, yeah. I just remember, I, re- like, I remember checking out those books and bringing it home. Okay. Um, Fair. Whereas, like, if I didn't know anything about it, I'd probably be like, well, that was shit. I don't even want to read the books. Did you ever read a series of unfortunate events? I've never. So, like, I don't care for that franchise, but I know a lot of people have read the books, so they care about the franchise. I did. I did read the books, and I really liked the books, and I had, like, very distinct, like, imaginations of, like, what these characters look like and whatnot, and then they uh, made the movie, I thought the movie wasn't too bad, and then they made a Netflix TV series lately. Yeah, I heard that the Netflix one is better. It's it was so different than how I pictured it as a kid. It's so like theatrical. It's like a theater like if you're like you know theater geeks like dude I swear to God that's every theater geek's wet dream because they're so like everyone's so like ex- like exaggerating what they do and they're wearing like a million different costumes every episode. Like it kind of annoyed me, but by the end of it they tied it together well. So yeah, I yeah. I'd recommend it. But, I good things about it. Yeah, it's all right. No, no, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I give it a solid review, but yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, but uh, with. Scary stories. Scary stories. It just felt like uh, a few good scares, but the way they tied it up. Yeah, the ending could have been a little stronger. Yeah, it was just yeah. felt kind of like it felt either kind of rushed or like they purposely left it so then they could try to like do a spinoff or like basically make another movie. Yeah, it seems like they're really milking the idea of a sequel yeah. hard, but I don't know. It like it doesn't seem like a movie that's gonna make a whole lot of money to me. I could be wrong. So I did a little research to see like what like people are saying about it. Yeah, and there's nothing negative. But yeah, it's like, like there's nothing. So everything's been good. Yeah. But nothing's been great. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. It's got like 80 something on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Yeah, so it's got okay following, but right now, if you're talking about like the next Avengers or the next Marvel movie, yeah, this doesn't come close. Oh, well, dude, that's a fucking high bar. <laughs> Most movies are not going to reach that, dude. That's catching like, lightning in a bottle once. Um, But yeah, so like, it's a good. I think it's a. So <laughs> what my friend brought up was like. That movie was rated PG-13, and because it was rated PG-13, it felt like they were trying to focus on really addressing kids and really trying to get kids into this world. Whereas, I was thinking, I think you should have probably appealed it more to the adults. Because who read it back then? The book came out in the 80s. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, 
I'm sure people our age, people a little bit older than us, would appreciate it more. Well, I feel like if you have a story that intense, adults will still like it too, you know? Because they, I mean, it's still just a hell of a drug, like I say, many times. It is. But, like, in this case, it just felt like it was very catered to, like, trying to appeal to the younger audience. Huh, interesting. I don't know if I agree with that, but not in a bad way. I don't know. I just I just kind of thought it was... It just reminded me very Stranger Things-esque and very, like, It-esque. And I feel like those things, for the most part, like... I've heard more adults talk about both those franchises than, like, kids. But then again, I don't yeah, know I mean, a the, lot of kids. <laughs> the reason why those movies are... Those shows are so popular right now is because it felt very uh, nostalgic in their, yes. in their sense. Because... For some people, that's what they did. Yeah. Ride bikes around town during summer. <laughs> Get possessed by the mind flare, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't watch Stranger Things. Yeah, I was like, what the hell are you just <laughs> saying to me? Oh, funny thing. I'm going to a bike party this Friday in San Jose. Oh, nice. You bike around South Bay Area, right? Okay. And the theme is Stranger Things, and I was telling my friends, this theme is wasted on me. <laughs> Dude, it's not too late. You can binge it super quick. I don't, I find it so boring. It's so weird, dude, because it seems right up your alley. Like, if you like... I gave it four episodes, and I was just bored out of my mind. That's so weird. I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. I thought for the first episode... I mean, the kid gets in another dimension the first episode. That didn't hook you in? No. What what would it take to hook you in? I don't know. Because it's so weird. Because to me, Stranger Things and, like, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, they're so synonymous, and I think Stranger Things is a much better version of Scary Things. I think think if I started watching Stranger Things before I learned about Stranger Things... I would appreciate it more because, like, I know, like, okay, yeah, there's a kid trapped in another dimension and there's a stupid, like, monster that comes out and then <laughs> it's a weird interdimensional That's thing. It's a like, stupid monster. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, I already have the gist of it. It doesn't wow me and it doesn't surprise me. So, like, yeah, if I but, went in not knowing anything, yeah. I think I would appreciate it more as if it was. I don't think Okay, now I know the story. It better be something different to surprise me. Oh, this is everything that people told me? I'm bored. But I don't think the enjoyment's purely based on, like, the surprise factor. I think it's, like, because the kids are actually likable. They're not annoying as fuck. They're all pretty, like, good actors, and, like, they play the characters well. I really did not care. (laughs) But, I mean, the set pieces are, like, well-designed. There's great references and throwbacks to what's happening. Yeah, I think it's crazy good. Like, the mom, like, Joyce Byers, uh, Winona Ryder. Dude, she played, like, frazzled, like, pissed-off mom so fucking well that first season. Yeah, I still don't care. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, Jeff. Well, I think you're just a sociopath. I'm a sociopath. We already agreed on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. We I took just, a test. No, that was a psychopath test. Eh, close enough. There's a difference. One is less homicidal. So you're a sociopath, not psychopath? No, the test that I'm Isn't psycho... So sociopath, isn't that where you start off normal, but then psychopath after is like living for a while, you become to the point where you can't be empathetic, but then psychopath... Is where you're just born with it? Yeah. Okay. So sociopath, I think, is more like... <laughs> so the world made you jaded? How has it not, if anything? <laughs> Let's be real. But, um... It's all those emo nights, man. Cutting myself every night. Jesus. Getting too dark, man. Gotta get it lighter. <laughs> Let's talk about more horror movies. <laughs> so, Stranger Things. I think you should give it a second chance, man. I feel like I need somebody to just sit down and watch it with me, cause I'm, or else I'm just going to sit there and be on my phone or on my laptop or playing video games. Like, I, mean, I will literally get bored I and bet start doing fifth, something else. You know the irony? I bet if you rewatch it again, the fifth episode is where it's all going to click. You're going to be like, oh, I get it now. It's so good. I need somebody to sit down and watch it with me or else I'm just going to sit there and be like, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, man. I'm it gets be better. Job. Like, So you don't know what happened season two and three, right? Um, Something about the dude with the baseball bat basically becoming their dads because he's like a better <laughs> father figure than everyone else or something. Uh, not exactly, but I know what you're talking about. But uh, I meme culture. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of character growth, and I think 
they keep building upon the lore. Like, it really feels like the title Stranger Things, it really feels like every season they incorporate some new elements that they didn't talk about before of, like, new supernatural stuff. So, I think it's really well done. So... Yeah, I don't know. You should try it out Somebody's again. Somebody's going to have to watch it with me. I, like, something we'll do to, a like, live podcast it's like I need to be chaperoned for this, or else my attention span's going to just go everywhere else. You could do like all those YouTubers do, where they just film themselves watching something, react to videos. That is taken... I'll literally just sit there and be like... No, you just it'll just be an hour video of me just on my phone. Yeah. No, that's the thing. People actually post shit like that and get views. Have you seen that? It's like a thing. Like it's like a trending culture of people literally watching forty minute episodes and then like every ten minutes go like, huh, that was cool. And then they get actual views on it. Pretty much I mean I'm exaggerating, but that's kinda of Alright, this Saturday we will be hosting a YouTube video, <laughs> a live stream of me watching Stranger Things hours. and I respond. <laughs> Saturday morning tonight and we will binge all three seasons. <sighs> yep. Watch me just take a fat dump on it. <laughs> that makes for a good uh, podcast debate. You know, I wish we had a podcast when Infinity War came out because we had the most epic, intense Infinity War debate ever over Facebook. Oh my Facebook. gosh, and, and the time has passed. <laughs> we haven't had anything that was like remotely close to our debate where we went back and forth with problems for a month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just remember one thing you said that, like, lit the fire. Like, I remember I was doing what nothing. Was you see, you sent this article, because you were, like, the whole debate started with, like, how we all knew the characters were going to come back likely. I said, like, because I think your point was that, like, you didn't feel anything with the deaths because you knew they were all going to come back. And my thing was, likely they are going to come back. I'm sure most of them are going to come back. But you should still not look at the movie as, like, I know they're all going to come back. You should look at the movie as a separate entity and just actually embrace the movie, like, not thinking they're all going to come back so you can actually feel what's happening. And then it somehow just became a debate of, like, are they going to come back, aren't they going to come back? And then you sent me an article saying something about, like, some, like, spoiler that made it look like they are going to come back, and then you... some The one comment I remember you said, you said something like, nah, buddy, I was right, or something like that. And I was just like, you mother... You arrogant motherfucker, you're so not right. You're so, like, such an idiot right now. And then we just, like, went at it for, like, three hours. It was great. <laughs> I was right. They came back. No. You said all of them were going to come back. Iron Man died. Black Widow died. Vision died. Case. Point. Captain America was done, too. Well, no, because I didn't realize that they signed an extra movie, so I thought they were going to die at that point. But the fact is that if they didn't renew their contract, I'm like, all right, cool, then that's fine. So I was like, all right, that's pretty much the last time I'll ever see them. You definitely did not mention the no, thing I about said the contracts. contracts. You no, said they're I all... Said, I said, said contracts. I no, said contracts. You said The only all... difference was I did not realize that they signed one extra contract. You said they're all coming back. That was the Because every character is slated only for six movies. That is a standard Marvel contract. I'll dig up for this them. Facebook art debate. You did. You said they're all coming back. I remember that was the argument. How petty are you? <laughs> just admit that I'm right. You just tapped out. That's how you had to capitulate the argument. You I didn't did? tap out. You said how petty There's are you? No That's point. not the debate. There is no point in me tapping out because I know I'm right. We can keep going back and forth on I this. I said I'll look at the Facebook <laughs> point to prove my Next point. Week and we'll you have... say how petty are you? That shows that you're giving up the argument because when I find a piece of evidence that proves that I'm right, then you turn into how petty are you. When did you Lawyer. prove a piece that was actually right? I said I would. I said I'll look for it. Do it. Not now, obviously. It's no, like yeah, do it. Good. Ne- all right, next podcast, we'll have our favorite yes, work I'll do it. debate. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be in LA next weekend? Oh, yeah, so we have to... Yeah, nope. Oh, Jaws tapping out. He knows we'll find it. <laughs> uh, come at me, bro. Come at me with every we have an endgame debate. I think we mostly agree on endgame. I think my only... I think uh, my opinion on endgame was just don't think too much about it. It's an okay movie. If you think too much about it, then it's just 
kind of not that great. That's pretty actually. much what I said. I mean, anyone who really overanalyzes like the specifics of it, it's like, do you just want to suck the fun out of well, everything? There's it's some like movies... these movies are never gonna totally make sense and be like 100% factually accurate. You just gotta go well, with it and have not, fun. It's not factual. It's just like it's just it's like the logic is like it felt very forced, like the whole Toy Story thing. Like some of the logic behind it was like, okay, it was very forced. And then my other pet peeve was. Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America basically mm-hmm. got like one shotted every time they fought Thanos during that big three fight scene, which pissed me off because it lasted like thirty seconds and I hated it. Okay, for both those points, I'll address them each. So the first one, I get what you're saying that some points could feel like more smooth, like like the time travel thing kind of felt forced. Like Tony Stark just kind of yeah. thinks about it one day and he's like, ah, I figured out time travel. Yes, oh, that wasn't it. No, but I'm saying that's one example oh, okay. of like something could like that. But my counterpoint is. When you look at the task the Russo brothers had for, like... This is, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of like a TV show. It's like every movie's kind of an episode. And they had to tie together everything with how much shit they were juggling, how many characters, and how much they had to put in. I don't... I think they did a better job than anyone could have, like, imagined. And any person who, like, critiques it that hard, I would like to see them direct their own version of a Marvel Cinematic Universe, the 23rd? 23rd movie? 22nd? I don't know. I forget which. 3,000! Minutes. Yeah, exactly. I would like to see them direct their version just so everyone else could nitpick the shit out of it and they could see how fucking hard that job is. And because just knowing the weight of everything and knowing how well they tied together the other, ah, together everything, I'm willing to like look whistle past the graveyard in a few like errors, personally. Second point. What was your second point again? Uh, the fight scene. The Big fight three. scene. Okay, so for that... I think actually the directors on the commentary did address why Thanos was like more powerful in this version, but I don't know what the reason was. Well, but no, no, it's I don't care about he was powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't care about that. Well, I just care that it was like a consistent fight. It was like so. One thing I hate about Marvel is that they always have like the bad guy be super strong, and then mm-hmm. um, the heroes find uh, oh let's one shot him somehow, and we win and we save the day. So that's like the f- that's the problem with uh, Iron Man two. Um, There's a lot of problems with Iron Man too. <laughs> but I was like, so yeah, that's a common problem that I do see with. Um, so who got one shot at Endgame then? Well, no, it's not that. It was like during the fight, you saw like this hype scene where uh, Thor puts on his armor. He calls uh, Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Then yes. you have Iron Man suit mm-hmm. up. You have uh, Captain America also amping up. Right. You have the big three. Yes. The last big fight scene you'll ever see again. Yes. With just them. Yeah. Straight up brawl against Thanos. Yes. The fight barely lasts two minutes. I don't know about that. Why are you saying just the fight with Captain America, Thor, and uh, Iron Man? Yeah, just strictly that fight. Like, I didn't care, like, who came out on top. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want a good fight scene going back So you and just forth. wanted a longer fight. I wanted a longer fight. Oh, and okay. And it's like that one moment where it's like, you finally get the big three together fighting. Yeah against this one common enemy Mm -hmm. and you give me two fucking minutes in a two and a half to three hour movie so that's it so that's That's my problem so i originally said the thing about thanos being powerful because i thought you were saying the one shot because you thought it was too easy that thanos can one shot them but with that point i would say the movie's already three hours and like they had already had to juggle so much and like tie so many it's a fight scene together there's there's nothing to juggle at that point no, no, you're no, just no, extending no, it. No, I'm talking the whole movie. That's a three-hour movie. If you extend it, you're making it three hours and five minutes, or three hours and ten minutes, whatever. The fact that but it was already three hours is pushing it. fight scene. Like, it's, it's, this is like entertainment. This is, who cares at this point? No one's caring. This is not plot. This is your fan service. This is the last time you're ever seeing this, and you give me a measly <laughs> couple minutes. Because during that scene, remember, um, but... Uh, 
what was it? Iron Man literally gets one shot. It gets knocked out. It gets hit in the head. Um, but one could argue Thor gets like two shotted. And all you have is Captain America getting his butt beat and his shield gets smashed in half. But with the movie, I agree that it would be. It is cool to see a movie with a or see like a really big drawn out action sequence. But with a movie like that, you already have so much like the fact that it's already three hours and you're dealing with so many other things. I think. They made the fight as like long as they could, considering all the other shit that was happening. You know, all the other characters like coming back. Well, that's just had an to excuse. Reintroduce. No, it's not an excuse. No, it's, because it doesn't hurt to extend it just for a few minutes for this fight scene. Yeah, but it doesn't it, hurt. No, because then it's already three hours long. It's already like pushing people. So patience. apparently, people timed it. It's actually not three hours. It's only three hours with the credits. Yeah, but still, it's only two and a half hours. <laughs> so it's actually BS. Um, no, whoa, hold up. So no, you're the, saying the, the credits. Duration. The you're duration. saying the credits are a half an hour. Apparently, my brother, no fucking no, my way. brother watched it. He timed it with his watch. He <laughs> was like, yeah, no I timed offense. it. It was actually around like two and a half hours. I do not believe that credits are a half hour long. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, there is no fucking way credits are half. Anyways. Okay, it was close to three hours, whatever. But, but I'm just saying, the point is, even, even a little it, bit longer. Even get okay. this last bit you'll ever see Iron Man and Captain America. But movies are never about- will return. Thor will return because... Well, but you're know. acting like this is only, like, a one-thing movie. We've had four Avengers movies of these guys, like, fighting, and, like, movies are all about but balance. But these three fighting yes. together. The last time you saw these three I think fight you're together mistaking like that volume Avengers for good, 1. I think you're mistaking volume for good points. <laughs> no, to me, it was like... No, this is it. This is the last no, time I've ever seen I'm just saying them, you're being very loud. <laughs> oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. No, I'm saying that movies are all about balance, and, like, with everything that they had going on, like... It has to be, like, consistently entertaining where you don't think, God, this is dragging on or, God, this is going so long. And they're appealing to a wide variety of people. Like, you like the fighting stuff so much. Some people like the plot stuff. Some people like the quippiness. So they have to appeal to a lot of people. So they have to balance everything in. Because they're balancing everything in, like, they made that fight scene as long as I think they could to keep the, like, tension going and, like, the adrenaline going with it so much. And I think each person, like, had their, like, moment. Like, Captain America had the, like, hammer moment. Well, then that's the argument of, like, Infinity War. When people say that Infinity War is a lot more action in the end game, but that's but that goes against your balance argument. Well, actually, I think I was going to mention that too, but I don't get your point exactly. But you're saying that there's a balance that there should be just enough time for everything, whereas end game throughout from the beginning to the end, there's a lot of fights no, and no, action. No. So, but the last fight scene was actually drawn out and extended, which felt great. Like I'm saying, a the good balance 30, the- 45 minutes of that was action, whereas end game was okay. We just kind of just bum rushed through everything the fight scenes no the balance depends on what the movie's going for endgame is specifically slated as the movie that ends everything so with that you have a big bigger task on your plate of like concluding all these storylines yeah it's a send-off you're continuing that send-off that's exactly why you can't that fight scene is <laughs> another send-off no, saying, that's all right we'll give you that fan service <laughs> if you stop interrupting you'd hear my point that's exactly why you can't have it be just a fight scene it's the conclusion that's why if it's just a fight scene then you think okay well that was a cool fight scene but i don't know what happened to all these characters you have to do all these other things of like like how the characters interact, tie off their plot lines, things like when Black, things like when Spider-Man comes back, he hugs Tony Stark. Things like when Black Panther comes back, he uh, says Clint like to Hawkeye, showing that he remembers his name this time. Things like that, you know, you just gotta like have those moments, or like when Pepper sure, Potts. Sure, you can have all that. Yeah, but I'm just saying the fight scene could have been a few more minutes longer. But I. <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying. hearing my point. No, it could have been longer, but there's a, it's already, like, verging on three hours. It's already going so long that they, like, that was the concise time to fit everything in and still keep it, like, feeling like a concise movie that's, like, keeping your interest and not dragging on too long. And that's how I felt. Honestly, I still the- think it could have been okay. It, 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 it was no harm, no foul to extend that. 
like sure you can have balance that's fine you can have all these different uh characters when they come back and have these little moments where they have a fighting with Thanos. They have a moment where they're you connecting can, with another character. You can, but you can also add, but like, anything. But, like, you can extend add... Extend literally the last time we'll ever see these characters again. Like, But, again, that argument, that argument of, like, we'll never see these characters again, you're acting like we've only seen them once. We've seen them four times. We've seen a lot of fight scenes. It's not like we've never seen these but fight scenes. But they're different. They're under different circumstances. Yeah, so? It's not the same. So? It's, fi- it's like getting that fan service where it's, like, we're finally getting the different circumstance. The different circumstance is this: every Marvel hero is in this movie, so they have to juggle that too. Okay, so I'm, I'm be saying, honest, so like when I was watching uh, Age of Ultron, right? Yes, those fight scenes, I didn't really care because it was not memorable. It wasn't anything. Whereas, that's your like, opinion, though. In terms of like Avengers, you had like the big three come together and have the stereotypical superhero. Uh, I don't know who you are, and I'm going to fight you because I don't know who you are. And then in the end, they realize that they're friends and they become like besties afterwards. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but you get what I'm saying. The stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, comic I kind of lost what you're talking about there. <laughs> in comic books, it's very often every time when they do a col- uh, uh, collab um, ep- uh, series or something like that, they yes. always have an intro fight because they don't know who they are. There's a misunderstanding. Yes. And then in the end, they come together and they're friends. Basically, that's Avengers. Yes. Um, where the big three actually fought together. All the other times, you just see the big three. They do fight, but they're mm-hmm. fighting an army together. It's not like these three fighting this big bad final no, I, boss so I and do. so it's like finally seeing that finally this scenario <laughs> that all these other fight scenes have just been okay cool they've been great they're showy they're CGI and now we get this one chance and we hyped it You, we spent a good couple minutes hyping Thor gearing up Iron Man and Captain America walking beside him and surrounding Thanos to have that one big fight scene boom it's over See, that's, like, so subjective, though. And I think I think it was well, long no, enough. It's like, you Can have, you shut no, up? I'm trying back, to make a point. No, it's going back on your whole argument of balance. It's like, what's the balance? Like, you Are you going to interrupt me every over. two seconds? I can't talk if you don't let me speak a little. I let you spoke. <laughs> I said one thing. If you record that, if you play back this shit, you were talking for, like, ten minutes. Speak. I said one thing. <laughs> well, all right, what was your wrong point again? <laughs> that I'm right. Anyways. <laughs> no, my point, I can't even remember. What was the last thing you said? What was your last point? Uh, hyping it up, you have these three guys gearing up to fight Thanos, and then, boom, the fight is over. See, I disagree. My point was that I think it was long enough. And it's a very subjective thing, because, like I said, there's a balance to every movie, and with this movie, when you're concluding everything, the balance is trying to keep it as tight as possible, where the action's going as quickly as possible, and it doesn't feel like it drags. And like I said, not everyone's looking strictly for the action. And I agree, it would be nice to have, like, a long fight scene, but for the purposes of this movie, I think they kept it as tight as possible for as, like, long as it was. And the fight scene, like, everyone had their big moment, I think. Like, Captain America had the hammer, like, Iron Man had the big snap, like, Thor had the still, like, being worthy, and the hammer, and then he did the axe, and he had the moment where he almost died by Thanos. So, I don't know. I thought it was long enough. I could see what you're saying, where, like, it would be nice to have a longer fight scene, but just with the, like, task of, like, a movie that ends, like, 23 movies or 22, whatever it was. Okay. So, going back on the whole, like, giving, cutting the Russo brothers some slack because you're tying up 23 movies, the thing is that, to me, it's, that's just an excuse. Because the thing is that, well, you've... <laughs> I want to see you direct you've Endgame, John. Well, I want to see the John edition. To me, is this. You've built an empire. Yes. You have 10 years' worth of mistakes and things that you've learned from. Yes. And what kind of things you can address and add, what to take away, what to add, uh, yes. what to include. And so it's, this is 23 years, or not 23 years, uh, 23 <laughs> movies. This debate, this debate feels like 23 years. And 
it's a culmination. And so I'm sorry, your expectations are that high because of that. So for example, with Game of Thrones, you had <laughs> But why do your expectations have to be that high? Like well, do Game you realize think about Game of Thrones? Do you That's realize like you how hard of a task years. that is? You had though? seven years to make this series. You took an extra half a year or whatever yeah. to draw out the uh, the gap between I forgot what how many six or seven seasons. Eight. Total. eight. Okay, so the season seven and eight, right? Yes. You had an extra year and a half or so to film that last season, and so you hyped it. Yes. So we're demanding perfection, and when it failed to deliver. That just sounds like There's spoiled, entitled fans to me. And so, <laughs> this is the same thing. It's where, okay, well, you had 10 years. And Game is, of Thrones yeah, is totally different, in my sudden, opinion. Okay, no, it's different. They have different mistakes. They yes. have their own different problems. Yes. But everyone, but they're... I but it doesn't like apply to, like, the normal they need, There is a need, then, to have that higher standard. Because you've already built this empire, you gotta keep going. But it goes back to how we... Our point was that these movies, like, they're just meant to be fun and enjoyed, right? Sure. Yeah, so that's the very simple point. Yeah, so it Endgame was, was enjoyable. And I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. But Endgame when people nitpick, that's when I want to see every fucking nerd on the internet who says, like, ooh, they didn't do this right. I want to see that fucking nerd. Sure, I'll redo make- the same movie, but extend that fight scene. Yeah. Boom. But you, uh, just the, uh, like, was acting, like, like, just not acknowledging the, um, I can't even describe how many, like, issues the Russo brothers probably had to deal with in the making that movie. And just how oh, many I'm things sure. are on their mind. Okay, but the they, the people been, get okay, so... They've been done with the script for like a year or two before they even filmed it. So I, it's think, like, I think you are you seriously... You had more time than you could Dude, you on. are seriously underestimating how fucking hard their job was. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm like I said... Hey, as long as you admit are, that. Well, the, that's fine. I, I may be underestimating it. Yeah. I may be... But at the same time, it's like like I said, you already built up to this. So what? What's your next Did thing? They What's build the next up, thing? They built up... They contributed to it. And the I mean, that they helmed it, or they're they're helming it now. Did they? Helmed it, whatever. They made movies, and people built up their own hype. That's how I see it. They made movies that they think made the most sense. They made Endgame, which they thought made the most sense. When you talk about building hype, that's just promoting a movie. But I think when people have these expectations, that's just them like making unrealistic expectations and expecting unrealistically perfect movies, like because they act, they forget all the like limitations and how fucking hard it is to make a movie. I mean, dude, imagine we can do. We can't even do a podcast. Imagine trying to make a movie. <laughs> We're lazy as hell, dude. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> Anyways, it, that's why it's so hypocritical when people like can't do well, anything. Then, so, at what point do we get? Oh, okay. What point is an excuse and what point is it not an excuse? What do you mean? So, if we're saying that okay, making a movie is a massive endeavor, and then given the fact that Russo brothers tried their best to make what they think is the best movie they could make. Yes. At what point is it an excuse and what point is it a failure? When the movie's enjoyable. That's when I but think... But then that's subjective. Yeah. It's obviously everything we're talking about is subjective. But then my point is valid. Your point's valid in a subjective way, your opinion, but yeah. I don't think it's a fair critique. But then I think your f- opinion is unfair. I think your opinion's more unfair. Oh, I realize because- where I'm going with this, and I realize that this is really digressing the point of this discussion. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say I think your opinion is more unfair because you're not considering all the like the many different things that go into the consideration of making a movie like that. That's why I think it's less fair. Okay, yeah. So my point, I'm gonna stick. I'm sticking to this point. When you are part of something and you yes, and something this grandeur. <laughs> Use those big vocab words. Your your expectations are going to be high. Yes. For example, same with Apple, like the company itself. But again, that's built. your expectations. That's not them saying, "Hey, this is going to be the most perfect movie." That's, that's I not, like that's, this movie. But the thing is that that's 
That's what your, it is. It is what it is. It's no, like that's you your expectation. So big, you said you have to keep going. What's the next big thing? So like any other company, when they're trying to continue on their company, the next invention, the next product, the next whatever. Yeah. It has to be revolution. It has to be great. It has to be big. Says who you though? Learned. From, says like a ton of companies why they fa- end up failing and succeeding. That's their like mentality. That's what they want to do. But I like the is. idea of artists just making what they want to do. And to me, that's why. Like, I don't have these expectations. Like, I definitely wanted Endgame to be, like, the biggest Marvel movie, and I think it was, but my expectations weren't that it had to be perfect. It just had to be a good movie that tied together these plot lines, and the fact that it did that and more, that's why I'm happy with it. I think at the when I walked out Endgame, all I felt was that was a very great send-off for Iron Man and Captain America. Well, that's because you're so and, super and, Huh? <laughs> no, like, I said because you're so super <laughs> Anyways, and Black Widow. So I was like, oh, that's a great send-off. You thought it was a good send-off for Black Widow? I mean, they could have done more, to be honest. That but was... it's all about balance. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's how I feel. It's all about balance, <laughs> like Thanos said. <laughs> but honestly, I think that they could have done a little bit more for uh, Black Widow send-off. No, actually, that would that was like the one critique I had. Oh, really? Okay. The one critique I had like was... It wasn't necessarily a critique. It was just like when she died... You know how you said when you didn't feel anything when everyone died in Infinity War? Yeah, that's how I, I know they were coming back, but when she died, I was like, oh, she's not coming back. No, I was the opposite. I thought, yeah, she'll probably just come back. And then when they snapped and she didn't come back, I was like, oh, shit, I guess she's gone. Oh, All no, right. when she died, I was like, oh, no, she did. I thought she, I mean, because she had the Black Widow movie coming up. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's Oh, that's back. a prequel. Well, okay, it wasn't confirmed at the time. Oh. The prequel no, stuff. I figured as much. The prequel stuff was only, like, confirmed or, like, hinted at. We still technically don't know. You never know. For all the fucking, we know J- Doctor Strange could do some black magic voodoo shit and could bring her back. Oh, I know it's not going to happen, I mean, but The other issue know. that I had was Gamora. That she just went away? Yeah, they're keeping the 2014 Gamora in 2023, whatever it's the timeline now. I don't mind that. I think it makes it interesting for the Galaxy out. 3. I think it's a cop-out. Why is it a cop-out? He doesn't belong there. Just go back to your original timeline and it's now it's like I just hope the Guardians Galaxy 3 isn't just focused on where's Gamora why does she love me uh, I, I think, just hope it's not that I think James Gunn is good enough to like I think I hope that's only about 10 minutes and that's it he's inventive enough to like think of more stuff yeah I hope that. it's and not and they got that Adam Warlock uh, plot line coming in as long as it's not just going to be like where's Gamora why does she love me oh because this is a a 9 year younger Gamora yeah. That's why she's not into you. I mean, I'm sure that's definitely going to be part of it, because that's, like, one of the driving plot lines of the movie. I just hope that it's not going to be the main point. It's definitely going to be, like... Because it is... I bet I'm it is going to be a main point, Very, very... Why? Did you like Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I enjoyed 1 and 2 very much. I like 1 definitely a lot, but 2, I was just, like... I just felt like 2 was... They were, they were trying so hard with the jokes, and the magic just wasn't there. I just can't... I Like, I can't think of a single joke that really, like, nailed it in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think the Invisible thing was really... Not that funny. That was honest. Infinity War. That oh, was Infinity War. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't think that was funny. I mean, I thought it was funny, but I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny enough. I thought the Wise yeah, Gamora. I thought Wise Gamora was the funnier line. <laughs> oh, that was improv. That was great. Yeah, I know that was good. Yeah, um, improv is really like a recipe for success in Marvel. We're learning. Yeah, that was Infinity War. Yeah, because uh, in, game... in a lot of uh, Thor Ragnarok, they said like they treated the script as like a suggestion, and it was. Uh, like, mostly improv that happened. Uh, I don't know about Endgame, though. I know Infinity War is a good amount of improv, so I did enjoy that. Endgame, I don't recall I think there was a fair improv. amount of improv in... Uh, but, okay. yeah. Mm. Sorry. Work text! <laughs> <laughs> damn it! I usually don't get work Silence text. Silence on the late. set, damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, at the end of the day, I think... That's my opinion of Endgame. It could have been... 
like if they made these small tweaks, I'm sure a lot of people would be more satisfied. And this is why I hate Ja. He's an entitled nerd. <laughs> Who nitpicks and who's right. at three-hour movies and who doesn't credibility understand through it all to describe what is needed to make something and successful. he has the arrogance to call himself right and not realize how much fucking work goes into making an empire of 23 Marvel movies with all these actors and all this special effects and all this budget and all these expectations and all the elements they had to balance and all the fucking everything else. Oh, I'm sorry else. that you had a 200 to $300 million budget. Bro, do you realize how much shit they would have got if this was a Batman v Superman situation? They would be getting death threats from nerds right now. They probably are getting death threats. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, that's proving my point. The point is that fucking like if it didn't go good, well, like, that's exactly you, you wouldn't feel good something. For them. It's, that's exactly my point. Is that you? It's an empire that's built this big. You have those expectations. Yeah, it's such a big thing now. It's ingrained in American denying, culture. I'm not denying that it's a Marvel thing. Marvel is in American culture. I'm not culture. denying that expectations are a thing, but the expect like the expectations come from people being unrealistic and just thinking this has to be perfect. That's what bugs me. That's <laughs> that's the thing that that's the culture behind when you build something so great. Is that it's the culture what's yeah, people expect it, but I don't like the idea that like you've built, you've made movies that people like, so the next movie you make has to be fucking perfect. You know what I mean? That's what I don't like. That just seems. Entitled. I'm not saying it would be perfect. No, that is what you said. I'm not saying it has to be perfect. You're, you I'm said just Endgame. saying that there's definitely been clear flaws that could have been improved on. You said Endgame would be perfect if the fight scene was longer, right? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I just remember saying that. What's no, your? I said that was one of my problems. I didn't like that. That's your biggest problem. Yeah. Oh no, okay. that's one of my problems. So you have a list of other problems? No, I think the three was the time traveling thing felt really forced, and it was yes. kind of just like, "What the? F- this is like what?" Yeah. Um. And they kept trying to justify that they're right, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay." Someone's very. Uncomfortable. What do you mean, justify that they're right? That the time they've travel explained makes the sense? whole time traveling thing like so many different times in so many different ways. Yeah. And it felt like very like. Okay, someone's not confident in their logic. That is, like, one of the few... Like, so I will admit, the time travel thing isn't 100% done well. I think X-Men Days of Future Past actually did the time travel thing slightly better. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that, but I also felt like it was kind of weird still. Yeah, I mean, do you think there's one franchise that's done time travel perfectly? I don't think there is, personally. Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Seltaga. You know what's funny? They actually did do it pretty well, which is funny considering how messy and, like contradictory that show is known to be oh actually no they actually really did do time traveling well and they kept it consistent through dragon ball super and it's pretty much this i mean they pretty much did the same thing that's in um endgame it's basically the idea that if you go it's back in time idea. you create like separate new timelines but it is they just didn't they didn't over explain it they didn't like but the only re- way you could create a new timeline is with the infinity stone that's their logic uh, oh, so the only time ever uh, a new timeline will be ever written is if the t- uh, Infinity Stone was removed from that p- moment, and t- t- history continued on from that. Is that what they said? See, that was the Eternals um, example when Shields explained to Bruce Banner as, uh, "Oh, once you remove the Infinity Stone, there's a new timeline that happens." And then Bruce Banner was like, "Well, what if we bring back the Infinity Stone? There's no new timeline, so everything's hunky dory and everything's perfect." That was the logic. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it bothered me, which was, well, so the slash change outside of it. So let's say that you saw the Infinity Stone, but mm-hmm. instead of uh, using – something happens, right? Something else happened yes. because mm-hmm. you went back in time and affected it. Yes. Does that not create a new timeline or just because as long as the Infinity Stone is there, timeline still persists as usual? 
So that's why I was confused and it didn't make sense to me. So when I was talking to other people and I said, well, because they, cause like, you know how Tony Stark talked to his dad? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's say that in that original timeline, they never did, but in this new timeline he did. So doesn't that interaction potentially cause a new timeline? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the potential of it, but based off the original logic <laughs> is if there's no, if <laughs> there's no Infinity Stone involved. So therefore timeline still consists, continues as normal. I mean, Bruce, well, when Hulk was explaining the time traveling, he, he basically said the same thing, but without the uh, Infinity something. He said a new timeline was basically created, like, anytime you go back in the past and change something. <laughs> well, no, that's what, the, then the Eternal also made her explanation with the Infinity Stones. So, that's yeah, why but they're basically saying the same yeah, thing. They're basically the same thing, but under two different circumstances. So well, Bruce's was like, if you do anything. Honestly, I would have to rewatch it, but this uh, goes back to what I was saying before about how, like, I'm not going to nitpick over, like, if anything, like, 100% makes sense with Time Travel 1, because I think Time Travel never totally checks out in every franchise that has done it. Dragon Ball Z. Even then, I think you could... It was done perfectly. I don't know about that. <laughs> Definitely not in Super. That's a whole other debate. Screw Super. I don't care about Super. <laughs> but, but they uh, kept it pretty consistent, though. And Yeah, and, like, and the other point that I originally made is these movies are just meant to be fun, enjoyed, and... At the bottom, at the end of the day, I think they did that. Oh yeah. If the time traveling didn't one hundred percent check out, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well. And I admit that is one of my critiques. Where I think if you really like nitpick it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So that's why I said like Endgame. Don't think about it. If the second you start thinking about it, (laughs) yeah, it becomes less enjoyable. And I said the same thing too. Yeah. So I think we agree on that nitpick. It's just the basically I think our disagreement comes entirely on the fight scene. I think for me, Infinity War, it was looking back on it, I think it was a lot more enjoyable, and it was like even if you nitpicked it at it, it was still enjoyable. Yeah. It was just. I don't know why everyone made a big deal when everyone died because it made. That's still my issue. I still think. Well, two things. So, Infinity War is my favorite, like, Marvel movie of all time. And I think, to me, that's a perfect movie. Like, there's no flaw in that movie, in my opinion. I think it's like, anytime it's ever on, if I catch it in any scene, I'll pretty much guarantee to, like, I'll be guaranteed to, like, watch the rest of it. (laughs) We're at, like, an hour, huh? Uh, almost. All right, well, we'll wrap up the Infinity War stuff. I think we'll call it a night. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the topic we had planned, huh? Oh, we'll have to talk about that next time, then. <laughs> yeah, we got another fresh topic ready. This will be the Marvel episode. Oh, my gosh. Marvel and emo music. <laughs> it goes from one topic to another to, this was totally not planned, this somehow became the main subject. We I like how we talked sorry. about an Infinity War debate, and, like, I think my exact quote was something along the lines of, we never did an Endgame debate. I think we'd agree on, we agree on Endgame. <laughs> 20 minutes later the fight scene should have been this long (laughs) Uh, okay so just final comment on Infinity War looking back on it and comparing it to Endgame I think that was definitely a lot more well done than Endgame in my opinion well, um, I think they're two different things. It's hard to compare. They're, they're, it's not apples to apples, you know what I mean? Infinity, it's not. They're, they're portrayed get, from different lenses. I totally get why they didn't make it part one and part two, because Infinity War, I think the beauty, like the fact, like how you said you didn't freak out when everyone died, I mean, I think for the most part, everyone felt pretty confident that everyone's coming back. You know what I mean? Dude, people but, cried. No, well, that's the thing. I mean, you, like, crying... People were, like, wailing. Yeah, but if you cry, that doesn't mean that you don't already, like... Just because you cry doesn't mean in the back of your mind you don't think they're coming back. I mean, you can cry just because you're feeling the moment, just because you feel it so much. You know what I mean? Like, you, like that's what movies are supposed to do. They're supposed to invoke emotion. And, like, if you see fucking Peter Parker, like, say, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark, like, that I felt absolutely nerve. nothing. Well, that's just because you're a sociopath. But we've already established that. But, uh, no. I heard people wailing when Black Panther died. 
Oh, yeah. I, dude, Black I Panther, like, I mean, Black Panther meant a lot to a lot of people. Why are you wailing? He's coming back. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the, the whole, the whole, my whole point is, like, you gotta just, like, feel the movie. Embrace the, like, emotion of what you're seeing. So I think that's why people cry. I mean, a lot, like, a lot of the people who cried probably did think, yeah, they'll be back next one. But, like, when you watch it, you just get sucked into a scene. That's what movies are all about in entertainment, I think. I think it would have been, I think it would have been a bigger impact if it was more varied. What do you mean? So, let's say, like, Instead of Black Panther dying and Doctor yes. Strange dying, right? Mm-hmm. It was Thor and Captain America that was gone you during know, the snap. I was thinking that during initially. The blip. I was <laughs> the blip. I was thinking that initially, but I like the fact that it was like the OG cast, like finishing it off, you know. And that's why Endgame. They set the stage by selecting the specific heroes. They did to like fade away. They set the stage for Endgame. To end as literally like a love letter, like conclusion to all the like original cast that you like knew. Okay, so with that said, this kind of goes back on the whole like if you do keep up with current events, you know that like oh they're already have all these movies. Yeah. So I think, okay, sure they could have kept they uh, stay the course with whatever they did with Infinity War, right? Yeah. But then again, going back on it, it would have been even more emotional if they basically was very like quiet about everyone's contract, very quiet about phase, anything happening Four. after. I, to be honest, I've actually lost count. I legitimately don't know where anything <laughs> is anymore. Phase 4 is the next one coming up. And people have talked about this so many times, Doctor and Strange. I completely still forget. Anyways, no, but like you get what I'm saying? It's like, you don't know how many movies they're signed for. You don't know what movies are predicted. Yeah. And I think that would have made a lasting more impact. Like, what that's is just, the future? Like, the less you know, the more surprising it is. That's just kind of the world that we live so in. So you're this. caught up in that most, Yeah. Emotion. Yeah. Well, I think that could be solved if you don't check the internet ever. <laughs> Or, well, that's a little difficult. Yeah, I mean, that's just the world we live in now. I think, so, like, basically, if we had the special effects and, like, technology that we have, but imagine it was the 70s where we just didn't have the internet, <laughs> then I think that, like... Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, but... Uh, which is why I don't watch trailers, which is why, like, I actually go dark at some point when uh, a specific movie comes out. Yeah, I just, like, dude, I appreciate trailers. I don't know. There's some trailers... I don't just... care for trailers. <laughs> trailers give me hype, man. What the... I love the idea, like, to me, it's so cool, like, compiling the best moments of a show and just, like, leaving that, like, teasing that, like, mystery of what's gonna happen. I fucking love trailers, dude. Some good trailers. I actually don't like trailers because they put so many good scenes. So, like, a lot of comedies, right? Yeah. They end up throwing a lot of their good jokes in the trailer. Yeah. That's how I feel about Far From Home. I felt like all literally every joke yeah, that was so good like, was in the trailer. Comedies don't become as good anymore. Comedies, yes. I think there are some yeah. comedies where I've seen them do it well where they, in the trailer, they just tease like a few like good, decent jokes, but then they have way more like hidden, better jokes in the movie. So that'll be fine, yeah. Yeah. So, and another example is Gemini Rising, Gemini something with Will Smith. Wasn't it Gemini Man? Oh, Gemini Man? Okay, sorry. I, <laughs> you I, said it earlier in the podcast. No, I didn't say Gemini Man. I said the wrong title again. I'm going to look at I'm pretty sure you said Gemini Man. Anyways, no, so Gemini whatever, right? With we'll ask our many followers to clarify. And so, like, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's great action scenes. There's, like, this, like, a motorcycle, like, beat-up scene. There's the whole, like, shooting uh, grenade, like a volleyball, bouncing back and forth scene. And my worry now is with Gemini Man that it's... Like, all the good scenes were in the trailer. Like, those are some really good scenes. And my concern is, okay, now the fight scenes are going to be lackluster. Because it won't match up to what was in the trailer. So that's why, actually, now, I don't like trailers. And I try to stay away from trailers. True. As long as the trailer tells me what the plot is, that's fine. But if it shows me all the cool, funny jokes, all the cool scenes, then 
that what was the point of me even watching the movie? I guess the only way to officially tell is when you see the movie, though, right? No, yeah, you won't know until you watch the movie. Yeah. So, so like, I want to watch Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And I'm afraid that all the cool epic <laughs> scenes were already in the trailer. That's a very valid critique. I'll go with that. And yeah. I I guess it doesn't bug me that much. I mean, some, like, Far From Home, that's a case where I thought all the funny stuff was in the trailer. And it was kind of like, yeah. But, I don't know, I appreciate a good trailer, so... I don't know. I'll I, go with it. Yeah, so, like, the, I know a lot of people are like, I gotta watch trailers. How else am I gonna know what movies are gonna come out? I mean, YouTube exists for a reason, but okay. It exists for many reasons, but okay, sure. Yeah. Um. So, I actually don't care for trailers. Yeah, I don't know. What about TV shows? TV shows, you have more time, so you can kind of... What if... So, like, Daredevil Season 3? Oh, so, I think TV shows, it's a weird phase uh-huh. right now where it's, like, some TV shows are too long. Yeah. So, like, I used to watch NCIS... Uh, religiously <laughs> I like the family dynamic I like I the culture So many thing, people but, like it But I just don't get it But actually I got bored of it Because well one It became repetitive Yes Two Every episode becomes like Like an anime It becomes fillers For yeah. some of the bigger plots It's kind of like Serial uh, killer of the week Kind of thing Yeah so it's like uh, 23 23 episodes for a normal season right Yes Whereas like Okay maybe like 8 episodes are amazing Yes And the other I can't do math The, the leftover episodes Are kind of just like Okay well I'm just this is just to tie me over because I work a nine to five job. Yeah. So that's why, like Netflix. So when you bring up Daredevil, it brings up one good story, and it stays consistent to that story. Like maybe one side story to introduce a new character's background. Yeah. But maybe two. But predominantly, we're going to stick to that one story, and we're going to go from point A to point B well, without I think, the digression. I think Daredevil makes sense. Or I bring up Daredevil because I think it might be a case that's an exception to the rule because I remember there was literally a 30 second teaser for Daredevil it got me super fucking hyper season 3 and it had no it wasn't even a scene that was in season 3 it's like, like it kind of like fat big it looked like they specifically filmed the scene to like fit the vibe of season 3 and kind of tease a little bit of what's happening what was the trailer? I didn't see any trailers so the trailer was literally just him in like a confessional booth like just sitting and he's like bloody and he's in the Daredevil like old school clothes and like looks super beat up and he's just like 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 okay, looks sure. like he's super beat and then he has this like super dark I still remember the monologue word for word he says I once believed that justice could be found in a court of law and in the light of day but I was fooling myself darkness only responds to darkness and the truth is, I'd rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. And that's how it ends. So yeah, so if it's so a trailer... So that's a good tease, because that had nothing showing what actually happened. I mean, one of the lines was from the actual season. But, like, that gives you a taste of what's going to happen. So that's why I think that's the case. Okay, sure. sure. Yeah. I think that's great. So yeah. you're not showing any scenes. You're setting the tone. You're you're hinting at the plot. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, I think, more of a teaser. Um, yeah, that's great. So I think a trailer should, as long as you get the plot across... Mm-hmm. I think as more of it should be hidden. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, you say hidden? <laughs> hidden. Like, <laughs> oh, they said hidden. <laughs> oh, no, hidden. Like, I have another footage less, trailer. The less you know, the better. Yeah. And when you go in, everything is fresh. Everything is new. Yeah. And it's easier for you to be caught up in the in the moment. I think most people agree with that, too, where they don't like spoilers. Um, yeah, but I know I feel like I hear more people super excited to watch trailers for everything. Yeah. And watch a movie, and I don't know how they function, and I think they're weird. <laughs> Well, I think you definitely think I'm weird in that case. Well, no, a lot of people no surprises there because I fucking love trailers. A lot of people have asked me, "Oh, have you seen the trailer?" No. Nah. <laughs> you want to watch yeah, the trailer? I think nah. I'm one of those people, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, trailers just get me hyped. I think I like the little teases of it. I think it just gets me excited. I don't mind. I usually I think for the most part trailers nowadays, like recent movies, I don't think there's too many trailers that really fucking like overexpose shit. But I I don't know. 
I have a high tolerance for that. But one, I'll end it on a funny note with trailers. Uh, Do you see the last Terminator Genesis? No. So funny story. I heard. The- <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you even ask? <laughs> well, I think it'll still be relatable. But um, what you call it? A few years after I'd seen it, I'd heard a story <laughs> that totally made sense, and I believe it. Where wait, uh, is Terminator Genesis the newest one that's coming out, or the last one? Last one. Oh, like 2015. Uh, I probably did see it. It had a uh, long ago. Amelia Clark as uh, Linda Hamilton, young. Yay, Amelia Clark. Yeah. Anyway, she was playing Sarah Connor. And uh, so basically, oh the executives, the executives who saw the movie are like, this is a fucking shit show. This is such a fucking mess, but we have to put it out. So they're like, all right, our like marketing strategy here is we're going to put everything in the trailer just so everyone just kind of sees and knows what's going on. And hopefully nostalgia is just really strong and people want to see it just because of that. Is that literally what they said? <laughs> yeah, that was the strategy. And it totally made sense because the twist of the movie, spoiler alert, I don't think anyone's going to care because it's not that great of a movie. But John Connor is the fucking like John Connor is is a robot they may, they have this thing that makes john connor turn into like a machine <laughs> oh i recall that but he was still a good guy though right no he, oh, was, no he was a spy no 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 he was good and there's this fucking technology that like leeches onto him that turns him into a like killer machine uh, and he okay. ends the movie that way and they revealed that in the trailer like uh, that's a huge spoiler for the fucking movie. That's yeah. and that's why I totally believe that that's true because I mean they actually showed one of the biggest plot reveals in the trailer. But yeah, yeah, that's all I gotta say. What have we been talking for like two hours? Something? Oh my gosh, <laughs> we went on a total tangent. Anyways, yeah, thank you for bearing with us listening to our sixth episode here, at underpaid and underqualified. There's at least six minutes of entertainment somewhere in this yes. episode. I'm sure, probably in the screaming about Endgame. <laughs> Uh, either way, agree <laughs> to disagree. Here we are, completing the nights. We have day jobs, and we're calling it. Have a good night, everybody. It's ten fifteen. It's not that late, but oh have gosh, a good night. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Bye. Da-da.